You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay. I usually do my intro solo, but I'm just going to, you're here now, so I'm just going to do it while you're here. Okay. Hello, hello. It's Brooke DeVard. You're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I am here with Rachel Amandi. This is her second appearance. Yeah. When was our first one? Like almost a year ago? Not a year. I think it was last May. It was definitely summer because I had braids in last summer. Yeah, it was warm. Okay. Mm. A lot has happened since you were last on this show. Really? Yes. Okay. Your insecure appearance. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Rachel had her sweater on the first episode of the new season of Insecure. That was like a few months after we talked. Yeah. And the last episode of oh, the season. And the last episode. of <laughs> Yes. Yes. Sure. Um, which must have been major. You were in Teen Vogue recently. Mm-hmm. Erica Badu slid into your DMs, which I know you're like too cool to talk about. But like <laughs> a lot's happening for you. Um, that... See, I know the background on the sweatshirt thing a little bit, but could you just give the full story? Um, the nigga shirt, right? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> it started, I guess, definitely over a year ago. As a joke, I was hand sewing that into like some of my homeboy shirts when they would come over in their real clothes. And then I put it up for Black History Month. February 2017 okay um, I threw it on the website didn't really know if it would move because like again we don't have a lot of marketing that pushes people to the website right so like a lot of our traffic is really like user generated it's yeah just word like, of mouth word of mouth natural organic so people started buying it um, and then I don't know because it's such a polarizing word it's pretty yes it's and noticeable I don't and memorable. I, this is like a weird thing about me but I don't use the n-word that's not a weird thing it's not weird no. it, it's not even, I'm not offended by the word at all it's just that I didn't grow up saying it so when it it just like feels awkward and sounds awkward coming out of my mouth so I just it doesn't offend me at all but I just it's not I don't personally use the n-word yeah so okay so a lot of people started buying the sweatshirt mm-hmm. and then um, HBO reached out Ayana who's the stylist for the show and they wanted um, to pull some things, not just the sweaters, but some clothes, some ready-to-wear. And we don't loan. Very rarely do we ever loan. So our right. policy usually is like, no, it's for sale only. Right. Um, so the good thing is that not only did she wear it on the show, but they bought all those sweaters. I mean, all those. The, the public doesn't know this, but they ordered like a few. Nice. And they basically said, okay, why don't you send us a bunch of stuff? And whatever we don't buy, we'll send it back. We had a bunch of inventory of the sweaters. We just gave them a bunch. And then 
they bought some and I had no idea if they were going to wear it or in what context yeah. on the show or if they just bought it for staff and right. were, you know I had no idea how they were going to put that <laughs> and, on and air. the way that like the point the way they tied it into Issa's character development on the show because mm-hmm. she was at that point she was so over dating in Men in LA so to see her with that shirt on the first date was just perfect well it's funny because the connotation of the way she wore it made people think that it was like a negative thing towards men which was never the intention when I did it originally okay I could see how that could get mixed up yeah so people were like I don't know I was just on Twitter when I saw her um when it aired yeah people were like I don't know disgruntled I guess it sparked so much discussion though like I know they talked about it on Jesus and Marrow and like it came yeah it's like this sweatshirt came up like in all of these after show discussions did you see a big like spike in sales oh a huge spike in sales huge spike in sales Uh, right after it aired I texted um, Melina the director and I was like tell Issa to tweet the link because everyone's (laughs) wanting to know where it's from so she tweeted it she just wrote me back done and then I got on Twitter she tweeted it and then it was like a snowball effect after that um so that was cool i sent melina a gift and was like thank you i should have sent everyone a gift honestly but um, that's amazing it was cool i feel like moments like those can impact a designer's career so much more than like fashion i know we've talked about this like you're very over fashion week right like you don't really care for fashion week um it's not even it just doesn't make sense it's not about if I like it or not it doesn't make sense for a lot of people like a lot of brands in my opinion but whatever for me for us as a brand it's not yeah it's not something we participate in not in a traditional format anyway I think that the rollout of Yeezy season six Mm -hmm. another polarizing rollout but I think that he Kanye West chose to debut the line on Instagram like the timeline is the new runway Exactly. Like people have runway shows so people can take pictures and post them on Instagram. Exactly. So let's just skip that step and get the pictures on Instagram. Exactly. Like you don't have to have this whole big event with a whole production budget and invite all the influencers and fly them out so that they can post pictures of your clothes. Just literally what Kanye did was so genius. It really was. But a lot of people thought it was like stupid. I mean... trying to decide if I should talk about this because I signed a very scary NDA. <laughs> oh, well. Well, um, but I guess what I will say is that I knew about that idea about two years ago. What? Mm-hmm. I didn't know when it was going to roll out or how he was going to roll it out, but I knew about that idea. That idea? idea? Mm-hmm. Well, I think there was, a, there was a commentary on this idea that there's a lot of copycatism going on, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people are copying each other's poses, their looks. Their, people especially Kim, she does something and then like thousands of people do it immediately after. So they kind of just took that and ran with it Mm -hmm. and then had people just recreate her looks. Mm -hmm. In a way, I'm like kind of bored by fashion week and the fashion space in general. But I find like designers like you to be very refreshing because it's more of like a creative expression and there's content connected. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like, I haven't gone shopping in forever. Like I don't yeah, feel same. moved. I'm not like, Ooh, I need that. Like I don't, I'm not moved by much. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. There's so much stuff. There's, there's just, just like so much, much crap stuff. Yeah. And like, I don't want any of it. Mm-hmm. Unless there, unless you feel like particularly drawn or connected to something, which I also haven't felt in a long while, but um, there's so much stuff and that's why we try not to make so much stuff. Right. Yeah. And to make, 
pieces that women are really going to cherish and have in their wardrobe for a long time, not just like a one season throwaway. Mm-hmm. It's it's really ludicrous, honestly, to think to think that the public could. Well, they do though. That's what's so wild, but not really. Sorry, I'm like thinking to myself and not explaining. But what I was. What I'm thinking is that it's really wild that we would suggest that people buy new clothes every season. Every it's season. Ludicrous. But also it's new makeup. And that's why I'm like so passionate about creating all my own skincare things because I'm like once you have the knowledge and like access to a kitchen, you can pretty much make anything you, not makeup, sorry, skincare, hair care products. You can make everything pretty much, but everything is just like buy, buy, buy. And it's like buy, bullshit. Buy, 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 It's insane. And it's actually kind of scary and sad because the fashion industry is one of the biggest polluters in the world. Like, what are we doing with all these clothes that no one is selling? I you know. know, like, are they just, they're just ending up in landfills and we're not even being sustainable about it. Blah, blah, blah. Don't get me started. But um, yeah, the fashion world is not sustainable. real problematic <laughs> on so many levels. It is, especially like fashion week. Look, this 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 format is not going to exist. And probably I'm going to say the next four years, Max. Ooh, hot I don't take. think I don't think it's going to it's I mean, look like if anyone who's paying attention. Come on, you know. Interesting. Like, editors aren't going to have the same. They already don't have. Editors are shook. People that work in publishing are shook. They're all getting laid off one by one. And so it's either like, you know, you can go down with a sinking ship if you want. You know, it's like the string quartet playing on the Titanic. Yeah. When they know the ship is going down. It's like you can hold on to your title. But yeah. the ship is going down. Whether you're ready to acknowledge it. Every day I see ads like get a year of subscription of Vogue for like $6. <laughs> it's like, whoa, what's going on? You know, it's like back in the day to be a designer your relationship with the editors and the press mattered so much because print was the communication right and now when everything's digital and you can market yourself on instagram and you can start your own podcast i mean it's really like free enterprise the survival of the fittest like who has the best product and the best engagement so you don't really there's still a little bit of politics there but you don't need those people in the same way that you needed them before and these people are now becoming aware of it and I just think it's really interesting because times are changing really fast. And I'm curious. So much has changed since Instagram has been around. And that's been how many years? What? When did it come around? Eight years ago? Yeah. Like, look how much it's changed. The whole landscape of the world. So imagine, like, what's going to happen in the next seven years. That I'm cutting that time in half. Uh, four years fashion week over, you think? Uh, something's going to seriously change. I don't think... I don't know. I could be wrong, but I don't think it can sustain itself in the way that it does now. Because unless, like you're, like I've said before, unless you're an old brand who has the capital and you well, keep doing it just for the sake of... Listen, Ralph Lauren had their first bad review and I don't know how long. Like, I'm on a group chat with some <laughs> former colleagues. The Washington Post, like, took the Ralph Lauren show down, teared so it to pieces. So you mean Robin took him down? <laughs> she did. She did. What's she right? I need to catch She up. basically said, like, why are we pretending that this is cool in 2018? I mean, that was, like, the headline. She was like, these people look like country club douchebags. Like, you want to punch them in the face. They have, like, a sweater tied around their blazer. Like, this is not... So out of touch. It's so out of touch. And that's what she was saying. She was saying, like, where is any evidence of what's happening in culture today? Like you're just living in this kind of like crystal ball isolated from everything. Mm-hmm. It's like what Nina Simone said, like how can you be an artist and not be reflecting the times? Like yeah. what are you talking about if you're not talking about what's going on now? That's like the role of an artist to comment on what's happening right. in culture. Well, so this is the thing that I find so interesting about you in particular. You are, 
<laughs> kind of beloved by the fashion world, but it's like Why an. Do people, un- but I feel the opposite. Okay, wait, listen. Sorry, go on. So in your in your Teen Vogue write up, there was this one line that the author wrote that I was literally like laughing out loud reading it. I don't know why I found Probably this line so funny. Probably because you know me, but but it's this is the line that the author wrote. She said, "Although warmly embraced by the industry, Amandi has Amandi has a chillier attitude in return." See. <laughs> So it's like, it's literally like, you guys love me, but like, I'm kind of good on you. But that's no, that's so, that type of commentary is so misleading. You said that when you came here almost a year ago, you were like, so misleading. You're like there's so much press, but it doesn't mean anything. But like, at this point, you can't deny that but the fashion the th- world is intrigued and interested by you. You know, here's so many people thing. in the industry. Here's the thing. You guys would be shocked to hear that they really don't. They really don't. And I explain it. I mean this because of this. The press, the press is very fickle. While I appreciate the press that I've gotten, and I do appreciate that it's been very organic and natural, and it does matter. It does mean something. It's like a signa, signa, signal of cachet or whatever mm-hmm. to people. That does not represent the industry, the establishment. And when I mean industry, I mean buyers, retailers, editors, the CFDA. There's a bigger establishment that does not recognize me as someone that they're embracely warming. So just because the press says the industry loves me and people think that the industry means fader, coverture, um, the press, you know, reporters, Mm -hmm. whatever, that has nothing to do with like our actual cash flow. And like, you know, luckily, thank God, we're maintaining because the customer comes to us so so what to you would mean that the industry was on your side like if you Um, won the cfda award which i think you will win (laughs) you're like don't Um. say that (laughs) but all i'm saying is like what else do you need like you've had all the press you've had all the accolades like everyone who needs to know about you knows about you like what but here's the thing what i what i became very clear of very early on was that i don't need these i I would like for them to like me yeah you don't need their validation like kanye said i'm likable but they don't (laughs) They really don't fuck with me in the way that people think that they do. Right. Meaning, like store buyers can't get appointments with them. Yeah, like we're not yeah. in stores. Do you right. know what I mean? Like right, we're selling right, right. direct to consumer. I would like to be in stores because it's a marketing platform and it's, right. you know, it's more cash flow. But it's like that's you know, why I said that you and Azadine Alaya were like spirit animals. Like well, you guys I have, have a to like, very similar approach. It's not like it's so interesting that that Teen Vogue article is a little bit misleading because it makes it seem like everybody loves her but she's an ass in return and it's like no they really don't. If I could tell you how many people you know don't respond to my emails or don't want to take a meeting with me or showrooms that don't want to carry us or people that literally won't take a meeting or you know PR firms that I took a meeting with a PR firm just on Friday that left a sour taste in my mouth that like Mm. they're talking to me like you know you're like a broke little girl and you can't afford us or like you would be shocked how many people don't give us the time of day Mm. we have a lot of growing to do and it's hard to do it because one they get this impression through maybe the press that I'm a little bit of like a renegade and that's a little off-putting I suppose even though I'm so nice yeah you're like the loveliest person ever and for me the reason why I would want to work with you if I was a press person or someone on the other side is because you're a hard worker and that's yeah, the but press other is thing not the same thing as some of these other pieces that come into play like press is one part of it that's the communication but when it comes to our actual business yeah. our infrastructure the money that's coming in and out there are so many roadblocks in the way of people who you would be surprised I wish I could like be explicit and I don't want to like you know shoot myself in the foot totally but 
you would be surprised how many people and how many institutions and firms and stores and uh, stylists don't fuck with us because on the one hand I kind of understand because there's this young designer this young black female designer who's saying things of like who clearly is like I don't really need you guys. I mean, you can see it in the way the articles that I've done. It's like, well, who's this person that yeah. wants a seat at yeah. the table, but is also yeah. denans- denouncing the table at the same yeah. time? I mean, even the fact that you don't loan pieces, because most designers are just so desperate to get into a fashion book that they'll be like, please take it, take it, take it. That you're like, no, you have to buy it. And I understand the industry too much to play that game. That's right. the thing. If I was a little bit more naive or not even just like less informed but it's like I've worked in so many facets of the industry and like Solange said it in that Teen Teen Vogue article Solange Franklin at Paper Magazine she was like Rachel knows that good press does not necessarily mean good sales so so what someone takes my dress and slaps me on a celebrity that doesn't make that item sell out on our website it doesn't right it used to maybe but it doesn't or that so what if someone does a spread and they shoot it for whatever document magazine that might be a beautiful image but it doesn't make that garment sell out right you know so it's like that all that runaround of finding and loaning and picking up and dropping off and trampling you know trafficking samples like it's a lot of runaround for very little return on investment and the investment being time well okay this is a perfect segue speaking of running around and not having time February for me was one of the busiest weeks I think I've had in like recent adult memory, just in terms of like work, personal life, travel. Like I felt like I was kind of like drowning. Like I had so much going on and I know you had a really busy February too. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to know from you, like how do you handle just like balance and like, Oh yeah. Do you feel, do you feel like Uh, overwhelmed sometimes? Like I feel really overwhelmed sometimes. Extremely. It's so funny that we're having this because I literally had a mental breakdown this morning at 6am. Okay. Like it happens. Like I will sometimes just be like, everything is collapsing and it's too much and I don't know what to do. No, I feel that way a lot. Well, the thing is, it's like, well, I've been feeling that way a lot lately, but I don't actually typically feel that way a lot. Mm -hmm. But you know, have you ever seen that Venn diagram that's like, extreme self-confidence absolute or no it is it says like absolute narcissism versus extreme self-doubt and then yeah. in the middle is like art I don't know I saw it on <laughs> Instagram really and funny. I related to it so much because when I can see clearly I feel so confident I know exactly what my purpose is I know exactly what I want to do I know exactly what I want things to look like and what the plan is for the business da, 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 da. and then there's days where I feel like I'm in the middle of the ocean and I cannot see anything. I don't know which way is the sky. I don't know which way is the ocean floor. I don't know which way is land, which way is sea. I don't know. It's just blue all around me. And those are the days that I panic because normally I have such a clear vision of what I want. And those are the days that I feel like depressed and dark and low. And I have no set, literally no sense of direction. It's right. like being lost, you know, in a city you've never been in. It's like, I don't know which way is left or right. And that those are the days when I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> so what happened this morning at 6 a.m.? Um, I just <clears throat> wasn't sure. Yeah. Are you like a crier when you have a breakdown? I'm like a crier and call someone oh my I love. God. Yes. And I feel like they just get that phone call and they're like, Brooke, take a deep breath. No, yeah. I 100% cry. And it's like, you know, and also when you're running on your own You have to business. like go in the bathroom and cry. Yeah. There's like a sense of like, you know not wanting to show people that you don't know what you're doing and that's the thing that i wish people would just all get over like none of us actually know what we're doing we all are panicked we're all wondering it doesn't matter if it's me who has a little small business or someone who's at the very top and is running like i'm sure like emily weiss might have got days where she's like i don't know what to do you know like everyone 
you know, no matter how glamorous the gram looks, has days where we're all honestly trying to figure it out. And that's the part that I wish that's what I'm doing. I'm going to do with the podcast and like just trying to lift that veil of making everyone feel like everyone's killing it because that Instagram shit will kill your vibe. If you start comparing yourself and everyone's fucking faking it, not faking it, but you know, kind of. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But yeah, everyone's panicking and I don't, it's not every day. It's not all day, but like this morning was definitely one of those days. Literally my eyes are puffy right now because I was crying from like 6am. I'm not even kidding. No, but like, I'm so happy that we're talking about this because I do feel like there, there aren't platforms to be like, and actually (laughs) I've even seen on Instagram when some people will be like sad selfie, like just cried. And I'm like, even that's performative and like shut up like and maybe I should be encouraging that because they're trying to like change the way that we talk about ourselves in social and public forums but it's just sometimes I just feel so busy like it's just so interesting everyone's perspective is so different because like here I am like running my own business which literally means for everyone out there it literally means I'm making all of this shit up as I go Right. Like, I'm not any particular genius. That's right. the, the true secret is like, I don't, we don't really know what we're right, doing. Right, right. We don't. You're just trusting your intuition. Trying my best to do but that. But that's, that's an art in itself because a lot of people don't know how to trust their intuition. That's true. And I would say that like, I do feel have a good relationship with myself but it's weird like sometimes I have friends who work at whether it's like magazines or they're stylists or they you know whatever have a boss yeah and they'll be like oh I just I keep working this nine to five or I keep work or I'm working you know retail or I'm a bartender like I don't know what am I doing with my life what am I how am I gonna get out of this this circle this hamster wheel look at you you're doing your own thing and I'm like and then on the flip side I'll be like do you know how much I would kill to have a boss today someone who tells me just what to do and I just do it I don't have to think I don't have to tell my you know whatever assistants or you know people other people what to do I sometimes feel like I'm raising I'm a single parent raising kids because right. people will come to the studio they, and be like, okay, what are we doing today? To and yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, find something to do. And if I have those days, I'll just make something up. I yeah. literally, they may not know that, but I'll literally just be like, um, yeah, go through all that stuff and like, I'll make up tasks. And someone just told me that as a trick. They're like, they don't need to know that you don't know what you're doing, even though I'm literally saying it on a podcast for everyone to hear. <laughs> but like... <laughs> no, that's very real. That's very so real. So it's like a perspective thing. And I'll, I'll compare myself to other people yeah. all the time, which is sick and like demented, but you just have to remind yourself that it doesn't there's no it does not make sense to do that yeah it really doesn't because we're all just like we're all on our own journey but one thing that I do find helps me a lot and I'm sure I've been seeing a lot of your ballet videos recently I find that like when I'm physically active like when I'm working out regularly and like stretching and going to the gym or taking classes my rate of like feeling panicked and overwhelmed dramatically decreases Mm -hmm. if I can dedicate time to like connecting with my body I feel much more like secure. Do you find that? A hundred percent. So what do you, first of all, you're, I feel like you've been showing off your body more on the gram. Thank, we all thank you. <laughs> on my personal gram. On your, yeah, on your, on your personal private account, but you have an incredible body. You're so is it, sweet. Is it a ballet thing or is it like genetics plus ballet? I think it's genetics, but also like I haven't had given birth and you know like and also working out yeah yeah that's definitely part so of you're it. into ballet you mm-hmm. take like traditional ballet classes mm-hmm. like classical like there's someone playing the piano and mm-hmm. you're like in a leotard it's not a real ballet class people if there's not a live pianist yeah um, so wait where do you take ballet tell me about your relationship to ballet honestly i just started getting back into it um 
I don't want to say where I dance at because I don't want people to pull up. Not that I'm that famous. That sounds really arrogant. No, no. Um, but also, like, <laughs> sometimes you don't want to ruin a good thing by getting it yeah, crowded. Like, I don't want to. I don't even want to say that. It just came from this place of darkness where I was feeling like I needed to be doing other things outside of like yoga and outside of like working that you know fed my spirit mm-hmm. and so I just started channeling things that I used to love and that I used to do all the time and dance was one of them yeah um and also anybody who's ever danced we have I mean dancing breeds like insecurity I think unless you came up in a very healthy studio insecurity and about your body just everything, everything. Just, I feel like the I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. You guys leave comments or something if I'm, you know, if you feel otherwise. But I feel like anyone who danced, you just always want to be great. And if you're not doing it every day, you don't consider yourself a dancer anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so I just wanted to get back into things that like I loved and I played piano all growing up. And so I've been playing piano again a lot. I bought a piano for my house and dancing and just, you know, my friend that I dance with a lot, um, he just always says, like, leave it at the bar, which is just a thing of that, which is just a reminder that, like, you have nothing. He always says you have nothing to prove, everything to gain, which is really helpful for me mm-hmm. when I go to dance because it's such I'm I'm more critical there than I am in any other aspect of my really? life, which is part of the reason why I stopped doing it. Yeah. Because I was killing myself mentally over, like, not being perfect or my ponche wasn't long enough or my lines weren't good enough or my, you know, everything. And... So I was like, I'm just going to get back to it for joy. Yeah. And so that's probably why you see it more in the gram now. I, I was doing it for a while and I wasn't posting or talking about it at all. Because I'm so self Self-conscious about it? Well, just critical. Critical. Yeah. I mean, I think when you have an appreciation for something and you, you know how great it can be, you feel like, oh, I'm so far from that that like it's not even worth like telling people I do this. Yeah. What I love about ballet is the attention to posture and just being so aware of like the space that your body takes up. Mm-hmm. I hate running and cardio classes. Like I did Barry's boot camp once and I was like, what the I was like, why do people are I'm not training for the military? Like I don't need this. For me, cardio, a good cardio class is just a dance class because mm-hmm. it's just about how your body moves through space. I actually like taking ballet classes too. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of Pilates. I think that there's a lot to be gained from people, even if they've never taken a ballet class, from just starting to do it, because I think it makes you so much more aware. Mm-hmm. It does. It's hard. It's really hard, but it's good. And, and that... you're so flexible also. That's the one thing that I've never been able to figure out how to like make myself. Like, I can't do a split to save my life. You just have to do it over and over. If I like keep trying to do a split every day, one day I'll do it. Yeah, you just, it's like, yeah, just practice, honestly. And that's the thing, like, we live in this culture where everything is insta- Insta, insta, right. instant. People and, want instant results. Yeah, and it just doesn't work that way. And so, like a lot of the things that I grew up doing, like piano and um, just like you know, highly disciplined things, mm-hmm. like they're you're not you're not going to be flexible yeah. in a month. True. Or maybe four. You know, it takes a it lot. Takes it time. takes time. You know, it takes time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of true with like especially with beauty, like true beauty stuff, like if you want to improve your skin or like if you want to do anything that's transformational, there really aren't any shortcuts. There's not. You have to kind of put in the work. There's not. Like there really truly isn't. Your skin is pretty magnificent. What do you, do you, okay, let me ask you something. Do you drink a lot of water? I've been doing this challenge. It's full of shit, you guys. No, your skin is great. I've been (laughs) trying to drink a gallon of water a day. I'm on day three of this challenge and it's exhausting. I don't subscribe to that. 
Although people say to do that. I'm just trying it now. Um, just pee all day long. You just pee all day long. You drink a gallon of water a day? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I'll I'm doing it now. all day long. Yeah. It's, Although I'm, maybe that's good. Maybe you're supposed to flush it out. I haven't studied it enough to know like what yeah. the What do you think? Is. What do you do for your skin? Brooke, I don't do anything. You just don't I'm do not, anything. I'm it's not, just like, genetics. You do like See, way here, more. Like you're the skin. But here's the thing. I'm not doing anything. I wash it at night. If I'm, if I'm, yeah, I wash it this at night. This is why I'm so happy I have a beauty podcast because I want everyone to understand that like beautiful people are mostly genetically blessed. <laughs> like it's just, it's just the facts. Like someone, you see someone with great skin and you ask them what they do and they're like nothing. Someone with a great body, they're like, meh. Like I work out some, like it's just a lot of this is genetics, which I think is actually good for people to understand because mm -hmm. it's not like follow these six steps and you'll look like me. Mm -mm. Some I also people, don't have great skin. I still have like problem areas. And sometimes if I'm stressed or if I'm not washing my skin or if I'm not eating well, or if I'm drinking too much, I get like, not like necessarily zits, but like, you know, you'll like, notice, like inflammation. Like rash. It almost feels like a little rash. You know, it's not proper, like a proper pimple, but it just gets really bumpy. So it's not, today's like a pretty good day, but like I should mm -hmm. come in on days where like I don't you know it just depends and mm -hmm. it like everything in life there's like the highs and the lows yes well one thing that I thought was very like I was very surprised to see this backlash but when Kendall Jenner went to the Golden Globes this year I guess she had like her skin was breaking out mm -hmm. and people took these like super zoomed in pictures of her face and she had like I'll just say it she had really bad acne like her mm -hmm. skin looked really bad mm -hmm. and everyone was criticizing her for it and then I was thinking like well what's she supposed to do not go but then I thought about it further and I was like, well, if you're a model and that's your currency, then yeah, maybe you don't go. I was kind of surprised to see her skin looked like that, but I also was like, come on, like you guys have like access to everything. Like, don't you have some Accutane? Like get it together. <laughs> but see, that's the thing about like, if you have a true breakout, like. But I'm also glad she went because that's a reality of life. That's a reality. It's like, yeah, she's a model, but also like she's not immune to anything the other human doesn't experience and if yeah. anything with how glamorous their lives are and how unrelatable they already are if anything that's grounding true true yeah like okay Kendall Jenner has acne actually thank god <laughs> yeah exactly you know what I mean like exactly. it's nice and she like whatever what if she's maybe she has an obligation or maybe she had a contract with a maybe she had a deal that required her to be you know who knows true true um, one uh, thing that I think you do a really great job is of is I think you make really interesting beauty decisions with the way that you shoot your looks so like in your last like collection I don't know if you call it a lookbook but yeah whatever I saw online like the models had like super super long mm -hmm. hair like almost ankle length maybe mm -hmm. the model was wearing these kind of like granny panties if I can say that mm -hmm. like just kind of like not sexy underwear and mm -hmm. everyone is like super vixen sex dolled up mm -hmm. there's something so refreshing about seeing a girl just kind of like down to earth like did you think about kind of did you make a story for this woman and kind of like who she was and yeah I knew who she was and I knew what environment and what story I was telling like in the Teen Vogue article they touched on it a little bit and I guess this would be a good time to actually describe it but it started the whole concept started at Great Expectations mm -hmm. which was the 1998 film with Gwyneth and Paltrow and <clears throat> that was because I was like well, fuck him. He doesn't matter anymore. But um, someone whose name we don't mention, I don't even think about anymore, <laughs> inspired it. And it's only because in the in the movie, if anyone who's ever seen it, like guys in love with guys in love with girl chases mm -hmm. girl around forever for many years. And there was someone that I was like um, had known for a long time, was friends for a long time, and was like very into him. And I just kind of like played this like sick mind game with myself, honestly, much like <laughs> Pip in the movie. Yeah. And so I 
we kind of like came to a head and I was like, this is a waste of my time. Everything that we've been doing for all this time is a waste. And so I was like, how do I channel this ultimate like regret into something? So it started there. And through that, if you've seen the movie, I started to like, you know, it takes place in the Everglades in Miami. And I started to get into that vibe of like yeah. swamps and like, how do I make this a summer thing, but make it dark and kind of depressing and kind of <laughs> summertime sadness. Yeah. Summertime sadness. And that's how we came upon the set. And like, also just like the decaying, like if you look at where she lives in the movie, she lives in this broke down mansion that's like falling apart. Mm. And I was like, I wanted to communicate something that, was green and possibly lived in and possibly flourishing at one point. Yeah. But then when we threw all those toxins in there and those wastes in there, it kind of shows like this place is deteriorating. Yeah. And in the movie, she's so cold hearted. She's so beautiful and he's so in love with her, but she cannot emote. She right. does not know how to go there with him. She's not going to, and he keeps thinking he'll be able to get her to, and mm-hmm. she's not going to. Yeah. So I just wanted this girl that like felt pretty and was living in this space that, has the potential to be a healthy, beautiful, green, flourishing environment, but it's a wasteland and mm. she's just kind of dark and and also it kind of spoke to the industry, which is like, why do we keep making all this stuff when like ultimately it's a wasteland? Like everything that we're doing oh, is wow. so we just care about the pretty picture. Who cares right. if the clothing is selling? Who cares? Like right. all people care about is the image. And so that kind of inspired it like the panties and the long hair kind of came to like when it came down to styling and like adding the details to that story yeah. so it's not like I thought about the panties at the beginning <laughs> but if you look at the mood board and you see how it like got distilled into that those images that's kind of like what was behind it I think that there's so much great art that comes from heartbreak it's like a very unfortunate thing to happen but every single great artist we just watched the um, Vincent Van Gogh movie last night Living Vincent it was all created with like oil paintings and he just had his heart broken repeatedly so many times and it pushed him to become mm-hmm. this great artist. Like there's something there's something about the relationship between heartbreak and like big personal breakthroughs and creative breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. And I, it's been a long time since I've had my heart break and broken, but I can remember feeling yeah. like, you feel like you're never gonna get past it, but it's like, in a way, it's like the best thing that can ever happen to you. Yeah, something is telling you something. But yeah, I also think it's good to like use whatever you're going through. And a lot of people just resist, resist, resist. Yeah, use it. You have to use it. Use it. And I think it's all about knowing how to. Yeah. But I think it's hard. Like you're a creative, so you have this outlet. But if I'm a media manager and like a conglomerate and I'm I'm heartbroken, what do I channel that into? Make notes. Write Mm -hmm. all of your saddest, write what you're actually thinking on post-its and post them around your mirror. Like there's so many things that you could do to just like get it out of your body. Yeah. That's a great point. Sweat it out, whatever that is. It doesn't, you don't have to be like the greatest artist, but like write it down or type a journal entry and then print it and then frame it or whatever. Just something Mm -hmm. to remind you of like what it is. Like you can manifest what that was because a lot of times we just push it away and just store it or we just try to get rid of it and I don't think internalizing things is the best way yeah I agree there's like an intensity there's like an intensity to being wronged or like heartbroken that like yeah nothing else can really recreate it and it's kind of like while you have that energy even though it's like a negative energy and it hurts Mm -hmm. it's kind of worth harnessing in some way I also think it's nice to bring whatever that is into the third dimension meaning the real world Mm. something that you can look at something that symbolizes it because it's too easy to forget and if you're like me who's highly imaginative I can like distort my own memories into whatever I wanted them to be and that's not healthy because it's like no that's not what happened girl you played you don't forget that (laughs) print that post that frame that like make sure you remember that's what happened yes that's so true so I've like printed text messages exchanges for myself and I've like printed them I'd love to see like I've screenshotted them and then I print them and then I journal them and then I tape them into like these books that I have like I try to like 
just certain things that yeah I want to like I yeah. don't want to live in a digital world I want to like remember it and see it yeah to make it like a physical tactile thing I totally mm-hmm. get that isn't Rachel just the absolute best I love this episode and I'm only interrupting it to tell you about an amazing amazing product and you guys know I'm so against consumerism and my BS detector is always on high alert but these Bluetooth wireless headphones from studio are everything they're incredible They have changed the game for me because I'm always listening to podcasts. I'm listening at the gym. I'm listening as I'm getting ready. And these are sweat proof. There's no cord. So I just feel so much freer when I'm listening. There's an intimacy to having someone speak to you in your ear. It's not the same when you play it from your phone. Even when I'm like doing my makeup and getting ready, I love to listen to podcasts. These headphones are beautifully designed from a Swedish company. So they have that beautiful kind of Scandinavian design sensibility. They fit in my ear so comfortably and I can never get anything to fit in my ear all of my listeners get 15% off at checkout if you use the code naked beauty I've linked to studio.com in my show notes they ship internationally for free very very high quality product they retail for $99 the packaging though looks like they look like they're much more expensive than that they would make for a great gift everyone gets a discount naked beauty at checkout you get 15% off Check out the link, use the code NAKEDBEAUTY, and happy listening. All right, let's get back to the episode with Rachel. I was going to ask you, like, the beauty trends that you love and, like, also what you're totally over, but since you didn't have any, can I just, like, share mine with you and we'll just talk about it? Yeah, I don't think I have any new ones. Okay, you don't have any new ones? Okay. Um, Do you want to start with things that I love or things that I, the trends I'm really over? And on a positive note, so things that you hate. Okay, I only really have one. If I if I say something that like you've done, will you tell me? No, I don't get offended like that. You don't get offended? Okay. Um, okay. It's kind of a beauty slash fashion trend. I just don't get it. It started, I want to say it started in September and I think it's done now, but like, remember that trend when like girls would show like a part of their fishnets with their jeans? Mm-hmm. Did you ever do that? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I really hated that. Okay, I was like, enough. I was like, why is like the street walker chic thing? Fair enough. And I just don't think fishnets are cute anyway. Fishnets have never been cute Unless though. Unless you're like on Broadway. I love a good cabaret. Yeah. Movie. Like if you're like but. a jazz dancer. Yeah. But like these like wide fishnets that people were wearing with their like distressed denim, I just thought was like the ugliest trend of 2017. That's fair. It was like one of the worst. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. And then this is, I do have one more that I'm on the fence about Mm -hmm. and I feel like it could be really good and maybe I just need to embrace it, but I I think I'm kind of more over it than I think it's good is um, 
white boots. Don't you feel like all fashion girls have a pair of white boots? They all do. Yeah. And like, maybe I'm just hating because I don't have white boots and I just need to get them and understand that they go with everything and that they're the perfect neutral, but. I don't mind that one. Like, I don't mind the white boot, but I also don't mind the criticism of it either. Because okay. I kind of feel like I can see both sides. You can see both sides. Which I usually never say that, by the way. I very rarely say in life I see both sides. Okay. I'm usually like, no, this is my stance. This is your stance, um, yeah. But no, I kind of do truly see both sides. I can see how they're kind of annoying and tacky, but then I also, like, see sometimes it's cute. Like, sometimes I see a look and I'm like, yes, bitch. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you know what? That's so true. It all depends on, like, how the person wears it. Okay, the three beauty trends slash fashion trends that I really want to get into this spring, but mm-hmm. I'm like kind of afraid. I'll start with my first one. I really want to live the like sweatpants casual lifestyle. Oh my God, that's me. I know. And I talked to you about, I remember I like called you and I was like, I have to go to this like formal thing. Like, what do I wear? And you were like, just like dress down, like just be casual. Like the coolest person in the room is always the most casual. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but that's you and I'm not you. Look, look at me. I'm in like a little like, like Jean-Paul Gaultier, like button but you down. Have like, also, you have a corporate job. I have a corporate job, but on the weekends, I'm still, like, literally in, like, a button-down and, like, <laughs> tailored that's pants. Cute. That's cute. That's, that's your I thing. I know, but like... I want to be... Because I got one pair of sweatpants. Mm-hmm. I got them from this, like, Instagram brand. Don't judge me. I am Gia. Do you know this brand? Mm-mm. Okay, it's, like, a very Instagram Instagram brand. Um, but I got, like, these cute orange sweatpants and, like, a matching hoodie, and I wear them at home, and I really like them. But when it comes to going outside, I'm like, I can't do it. Like, I want to be the sweatpants girl. My new look has been, because of dance, Yeah, um, a leotard and sweatpants. Oh, that's so chic. Like, all day, every day. Does it bother you that people would be like, that's Kim's look? No, I used to hate on Yeezy, and then one day I looked in the mirror and I was like, bitch. <laughs> this is, this <laughs> works. Yeezy, yeah. But mine's actually form followed function like I take ballet yeah. and if I go I want to be able to just like segue into my yes. real life and like the other day I went out straight after and that's the look and then I'll just like throw on a heel whereas that's I, like literally like what I'm trying to channel but where do you like, get your sweatpants from it just depends well all of my sweatpants are like usually Omandi they're like embroidered so okay I just need to order some like Omandi yeah, sweatpants you'll, you'll, you'll totally channel a vibe I'm obsessed with fragrance. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with fragrance. Byredo is like the, mm-hmm. like, I've gotten Gypsy Water, Velvet Haze, 1996, and Balda Freak all within this year. Because <laughs> every time I smell a new fragrance from them, I'm like, yes, give me more. Yes. The Tom Ford fragrances I do like. Um, but I just, I'm obsessed with fragrance. What do you wear? Um, right now, this is so boring for a fragrance fan, but right now I'm wearing Santal 33, which is so boring. Okay, Lilabo. Uh, yeah, Lilabo. But, okay, but here's but, the thing. Lilabo gets it, and they get it right, and it's mm-hmm. like a beautiful fragrance, and men wear it. Okay, here's my thing. I don't like women's fragrance. There's not a single fragrance that I've liked that's been for women. I don't like anything that's calling itself for men or women. Yeah, like I just like dual gender fragrances. Yeah, because yeah. if it's for a man, it's probably too, like we already, know what, yeah, we already know what they're going to be, woodsy and musky and like yeah. whatever. And if it's for a girl, it's going to be like, what, like floral and vanilla? I like, know. ew. But, um. Have you tried Tam Dao from Diptyque? Mm-mm. Ugh. I'll, I'll give you a spray before before you leave tonight. Like Le Lab, for someone who's into the fragrance world, you know that Le Lab was like the sound top three is like the most basic, like fundamental thing ever. It's basic, but I actually don't think it's basic. I think it's a classic. Okay, that's about you know right. what I mean. It's like it's like the modern Chanel number no. five. Mm-hmm. It's like chic. Although Chanel number no. five makes me want to puke. Chanel number no. five is the most disgusting fragrance. Like, but it was so chic back in the day. It's just that it got Ugh. over. Ugh. When I was like fifteen, I was like Chanel number no. five. But now I'm like, I've Ew. never liked a single Chanel fragrance. I think. Chanel 
think, I think Chance is like so sweet and cloying and disgusting. It's, it's gross. You're right. I don't like any of the Chanel fragrances. I think it's because I was so young that I was like, that's my Yeah, sense. what did I wear when I was younger? I wore, when I was younger, oh gosh, I'm like thinking back some really ratchet scents. Like I wore like 212. I wore um, Narcisa Rodriguez, her. Mm-hmm. Like what are the gross, like Dolce & Gabbana. Dolce & Gabbana, like light, light blue. blue. Ew, that's the worst scent of all time. Reminds me of like Miami or someone from Miami. That's so rude. Sorry, I love people from Miami. Um, <laughs> and we love people that wear light blue too. We're like, really, like we're like talking about I mean, they're probably scents. keeping Vogue magazine alive with their ads, so... I know. And my fragrance adds so bad, too. I'm like, like can one of you just get them? <laughs> can can one fragrance house just, like, get it right and do a good ad? It's not like a slow motion, like, horse running through a field. Like, I feel like fragrance ads are so cheesy. They don't. There's so much room for opportunity to I know. Grow. You should do. What would your fragrance smell like? Oh, my God. It would be. Well, honestly, when Tom Ford just came out with his fragrances, I really felt like he got it right. But yeah. I killed all of them. Like, I wore them all way too okay, much. Okay, tell, tell me which Tom Ford ones you've loved. Cause I started I, with White Suede. White Suede? Okay. <laughs> white Suede, I never really got that into. I, I just actually got a sample of White Suede at Jeffrey's yesterday. I thought it was like, if, I mean, if, especially if you know Tom Ford's brand. You know, like his aesthetic, yeah. who he is, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the man that's like pouring a cognac by the fireplace, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, with the great yeah. like hard bottom yeah. shoe, like, you know, Tom, the Tom Ford man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the way he not only designed those fragrances and named them, I was like, yes, oh, the you names, got it. Like, like Tuscan t- leather was Tuscan perfect. leather, such a good name. Yeah, and the way it smelled, and even when you went to go see it in the store, and the way it was packed, it was just like, oh, he gets it. Like, he gets it, yeah. so thorough. So you know? thorough. Um, but like I went through all of them and I killed them all. I, I love. I still like Santal Blush, mm-hmm. and I like um, the Tobacco Vanilla. Mm. I don't really like anything vanilla, but that one worked because it was, it was paired tobacco, with tobacco. Yeah, but it still was a little like much for me. Um, you know who I actually thought was going to come out with a way more sophisticated fragrance because they're so chic at everything else that they do. Who the Olsons? Oh, I the row? No, the um, Nirvana, Elizabeth and James. Okay, some people love it. I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm like a fragrance nerd. Like I'm on message boards about fragrances. <laughs> like guys, LuckyScent.com. Like hit me up there. I've got a username and everything. Like mm-hmm. I have people, with Tom Dixon candles. Oh, those are. But cool. I'm off. I'm off them now. But like when I first discovered Tom Dixon, you know what's I was so like, interesting about fragrance? It's like you. It's like almost like lovers. It's like you have this obsessive period, and then like mm-hmm. there's some fragrances that I loved, and I'm like, yes, 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 I need it, and then I like smell it, and I'm like, get away from me. It reminds like, get you. Get the fuck away. It reminds. For me, fragrances are literally like photo books. Like if like I smell it, you it moments. takes me right. It's like listening to an old CD. Takes me right. Yeah. Back. But even if I don't have a negative experience while I'm wearing a fragrance, sometimes they can just turn in a way where I'm like, I don't. And then I can come back to them, but sometimes you just kind of fall out of love with a fragrance. It's like eating at your favorite restaurant too much. Yes. And you're like, I need to not go there for yes. like two years. Yes. And then you're like, oh my God, I love this. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's this new fragrance that, it's not new. It's been around for, for a long time. It's new to me. It's called um, Molecule. And it's an it's a super ISO-E it's like a pure distilled super iso e and super iso e is like this chemical that they put in a lot of fragrances but it takes on a different smell for every person who wears it and it's like this very like alor- like i some guy was wearing it and i was like what are you wearing and he was like oh it's like molecule and i was like it's so incredible it's like molecule zero one they sell it on luckyscent.com barney's has it first of all that name is brilliant it's such a good name and 
it's it's a weird fragrance because as the wearer is unable to smell it after a certain amount of time, but other people smell it and it like lingers and a lot of people use it as a layering thing. So I've been like Googling a lot about Super ISO E. It's like so fascinating, but I, I love, love it. I love a good concept. Yes, like it's something so that, cool. Like, it just to like your pheromones and your natural Yes, that's, that's exactly what it is. Oh, and I believe in that. Like I've met men that like, if there's if I don't vibe with their scent, like oh, I, don't, I can't. No, you pheromones know? are so important. So important. But do you like it's a guy that sexy. wears fragrance? Whether he's wearing it, whether it's the soap he uses, I don't care what it you is. You just but have I to smell to good. I need to be attracted to his smell yeah. because I, I'm so... Uh, I never used to be, honestly. It was a friend of mine in college that got me to pay attention, like woke up that sense of me in me. Um, and ever since like then, I've been so much more alert yeah. about it. And... Um, it's like yeah. a biological reaction that to- we have totally. to scent. And it's really sad to think that like some people probably spray on a fragrance before a date and it like fucks the whole thing up because the person that you're with may be unattracted to that scent. Mm-hmm. You know? Which like, also is a reflection of your taste. Because I remember true. in middle school, like boys used to wear like act Axe, body spray. And, and I was it like, It makes oh. you want to gag. You're like, get away from me. That's just vile. No, you can't grind with me. Yeah. Back up. <laughs> your like, Axe body spray is awful. Also to know, like I know fragrances enough to know what you're wearing. Like, I'm exactly. not the kind of girl that's like, ooh, what's your smell? I'm like, oh, I know what you're wearing. Ew, you wear Axe. Like, you're wearing aerosol can. Yeah, like, I think guys I have grown up, though. I think, like, a <laughs> I feel guy... like a snob, but I am. You know what, though? When men wear the Labo, I think it's really hot. Like, mm. when they wear, like, the the um, sandalwood. Mm-hmm. I think it's really nice. I think there's something nice about a man that knows what type of fragrance to wear. Mm-hmm. There is... So, you know, I'm, like, a natural beauty girl. Like, I believe in all natural stuff. But fragrance is where I kind of... I, uh, me and my herd part because I tried to just do like essential oils like lavender and I love lavender and I love essential oils and I use them in a lot of my products but I'm still like addicted and hooked to like those designer fragrances of course because, because you can't recreate be, them you can't and to be a good note like to get it right yes to get it right to get it right is something you can't replicate and like that's why I was so skeptical of Glossier coming out with the fragrance I was like oh no yeah, I, I don't know if you guys are ready for that. Like, if you're not going to do it all the way, don't do it. Yeah. Fragrance is just, we have the masters that are doing really great work. Fragrance isn't one of those spaces where I'm like, I wish someone would come in and disrupt this and create something. Like, we're good. I mean, if you There's can, There's so much to discover. Means, but it's like, to me, if you're going to do it right, to do it well is such a you can't like jimmy rig it it's like you have to really know the factories you have to really know the noses and the fragrance world already is a monopoly there's only a few people that are making everyone sense for the most part that's true so you can't really give me like a like bath and body works type of smell like i'm an asshole i want the full on like i want all of the notes i want to be able to smell like you know what i mean there's a luxury to it yeah and i just don't think that fragrance is notes yeah like fragrance is not in the same realm as beauty and that's why when they were like we're coming out the fragrance i was like whoa 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 whoa, yeah 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 zero to a hundred real quick i was not ready for that and i also haven't tried it or smelled it so i'm being a little prejudiced well i feel like i talk about luckyscent.com all the time it's how i learned about fragrances by reading other you know like you kind of like learn about movies and like movie taste by like reading reviews so you learn about fashion from reading reviews of like the greats that are reviewing the collections Mm -hmm. Lucky Scent is so cool because they review every fragrance, but it's all crowdsourced. And then they'll say, like, if you like this fragrance, you're going to like this fragrance. If you like things that have top notes of this type of musk, you're going to like this. And, like, I started to realize that they were all connected. And, oh, there's this nose that I really like. And he does all of these fragrances. It's, like, a really fascinating, like, subculture. I'm going to start reading it more because I really don't. I just and go by, like what you like the other thing that I love about them is for $4, you can order samples of any single fragrance. Yeah. 
bitch. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, I only spent $20, but I have like five new fragrances on their way to me in the mail. And you can just like wear them for a week. Don't tell me that. It's amazing. Oh, shit. It's amazing. That's a game changer then, because I'm going to definitely do that. I do think it's sexy for women to wear like musky male, quote unquote, male scents. Totally. Totally. Especially if you're like, you know feminine one thing that i have found and i don't i don't want to put this on just like black hair products or natural hair products but like some of the scents i'm like i don't want to smell like strawberries and cream or like a tropical beach vacation like people need to get their scent game up it's so basic (laughs) it's just like some of these scents are so basic and 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 i love i love the natural hair community and i'm always rooting for brands that are black owned but some of the scents turn me off from the product and its efficiency to the point where i'm like just make it unscented because this whiff of like coconut mango oh. vanilla cream is making me feel physically I ill. always get unscented anything if it's not something that's like expensive and that I know what the scent is. Truly, I know that sounds so yeah. snobby, but like I hate the smell of castor oil. I use it, but I don't like I'll put something else over it. Yeah, you have to add. I add lavender get, to my castor oil. It's like this isn't simply orange juice. <laughs> like I don't want like a raspberry lemonade. Like I don't want that. This is not Bath and Body Works. You know this what? I don't like, like smelling like food. Or desserts. There you, there, there you go. I don't like smelling like desserts. It reminds me very much of like Victoria's Secret. <laughs> totally. Fragrances. It's gross. it's gross. It's also just very unsophisticated. Yeah. Like if I was a tween, if this was limited to or justice and I wanted like a body sparkle shimmer spray. Oh my gosh. Then maybe banana would be cute, but. Twi- Remember being like 13 and going to limited to. The roll on thing. The roll on like eyeballs. glitter stuff yeah. and like the tattoo necklaces. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Delia's catalogs? Uh, do I? Yeah. Life was so simple. It was so sophisticated to me. I honestly like Delia. Remember YM? Of course. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that whole era. I feel like. Have you seen the movie Lady Bird? Mm-mm. Not yet. It's interesting because it's set pre social media and like everyone having phones. And there's something about that. There's like this. I'm 28. You're around my age, right? Yeah. Elusive. Elusive. But like, there's something about the way that we grew up before, like being young and like looking at magazines and putting them on your wall that I just, I kind of feel sad for this generation that doesn't have that. I know. I still do it though. I just yeah, spent like $200 you, at McNally Jackson on Friday. It's crazy. Oh, I love McNally Jackson. But don't you think we do it because we grew up doing it? I still think maybe that's why, but I also feel like people who have a soul no matter how old they are, still yearn for something that's physical. Like, we can only be so just like, look at Tavi Gevinson. Like, the way she grew up and the way she would describe her bedroom, that was me mm-hmm. as a kid. And she's young, you know, or was when she started Rookie or whatever. It's like, yeah. she wanted to, like, post up her favorite But what about kids that are 14 now? I don't God think bless they, their soul. I don't know what they're going through. Yeah, I don't think they have this desire for physical things as much. Maybe they don't, but that's why I say soul, which is kind of like, don't you want, don't you like, like, no matter how much digital stuff is fed to you, like, don't you still yearn for something that you can touch? That's like saying that you could just take like a digital boyfriend. It's like, don't you want to touch him and feel him and smell him? Or like, don't you want to, you know, like, you know, like if someone was like, you can have an artificial lover, people would like. Would anybody be like, no, I want the real thing? Or would they just be like, some people may be like, yeah, actually, maybe easier. I mean. I just feel like soul still craves things that are real that are yeah like you know like I still read not as often because obviously I can read on my phone Mm -hmm. you know quick news New York Times whatever but like I still 
Oh, like, yeah. I was at the Mercer Hotel and they gave me a New York Times, you know, magazine. You know, uh, we, still, we still get the paper delivered you know here. I mean? It's and stacked I was like, up wow, in every room. You're reading the paper. Like, I still read books. Like, I still touch yeah. things. I still yeah. go looking in physical stores. Yeah. Like, some things can't replace that. And I feel like you have to turn into some kind of soulless creature to <laughs> truly not miss any of those things. Like, I'll drink Soylent for the rest of my life. Like, who's doing that? I know. That's Who so doesn't creepy. want a meal? That's so creepy. But. This, gen- this new generation coming up behind us, they're just so different. I actually think they're kind of better than us in a lot of ways. Like, looking at all of the footage since the Parkland shooting, like, they're, like, one, like, not here for any BS. They're, like, more tolerant than ever. Like, they're so tolerant. They're all, like, gender non-conforming and fluid oh, identities. tolerant that and, way, yeah. Yeah, they're just, like... I mean, they're truly the definition of, like, being woke, but they don't even see themselves as, like, oh, I'm super woke. They just are because they've grown up in a way that's been tolerant of other yes things. Yes and no. There's a lot of fake wokeness. Yes and no. I'm talking about, like, 16, 17-year-olds now. I still say yes you and th- no. You think they're fake de- woke? Well, no, just yes and no. It just depends on what it is we're talking about because there's a lot of people who, yes, like, more kind of, like, so politically aware and conscious and tolerant but then also like some of them are still really dumb because they don't no really because yeah like they don't like Dave Chappelle because they think he's like not PC and I'm like do you not get what comedy is that it's supposed to push boundaries you know but also I don't know times have changed like maybe he's making jokes that would have passed a decade ago that don't now I don't know but it's also like just the Mm -hmm. idea like not everyone is going out into the world and finding their own references it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of young people that still think that like the only thing they need to research is what's on the internet I'm like newsflash everybody here's a crazy thought there's a lot of things that existed in the world that never made, made it its to way the to the internet yeah so you need to go to an actual library or you need yeah. to go to an actual you need to do some actual research on the ground very and true and that's the thing that i is missing because like everyone's references are so incestual and there's yeah. movies that i remember yeah. as a kid growing up that didn't get bought by google play amazon yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that they'll never see or hbo yeah it's like the, you'll never see them because you weren't there to live the time and i'm like i remember these films they were on the blockbuster shelf but like unless you were there yeah. And the license, the copyright didn't get bought, so it's because it wasn't big enough. You don't remember those things, and that's why I say fake woke. Because there's a lot of stuff they don't make the effort to go find. Yeah. Well, one one of the beauty trends that I really like that I feel like it's been popularized by the lemonade video, the Rihanna and Pharrell lemonade video. But a lot of young girls have their heads shaved now. Mm. Like even when I went back to Stanford recently, a lot of young women like they didn't have their armpits shaved like a lot of girls had shaved heads like that wasn't popular when i was you're rolling your eyes like oh like i shaved my armpits just the armpits thing i get it but i'm also like like, we get it but but why do we do it right we do it because we've been like conditioned and trained to but for them it's like sexy to like wear a tank top and like have hairy armpits it's not that will never be sexy for me because i feel like i've just i'm too used to just hairlessness as like I like being hairless but I mean to each their own and yes the shaved head thing is cool I think it's cool like I shaved my head at one point I think it's cool I think it's really cool because it's 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 a self-confidence that can't be when you shave your head you're like this is me this is my face like I'm not hiding behind anything Mm -hmm. I like this like younger younger generation I feel like they're very cool the thing is kind of annoying to me though but I get that too but I'm also like we get it you're a rebel yeah like we get it girl cool (laughs) you contain all that body odor in those armpits like we get it well some people don't even use deodorant they use um crystals i don't have time yeah i don't have time so those are the only parts of my beauty regimen that are like toxic i would say fragrance and um 
deodorant and then like i'm i love my like nars blush mm-hmm. and stuff and like fenty's probably a little toxic makeup i tried i tried to, i tried to get my makeup at whole foods and it just i didn't there wasn't a spiritual connection bless your heart because i don't even like i wish i was more quote-unquote green and toxic free but like i have so many other things to worry about on a daily basis like i can't avoid them all i mean i think if you start small with things like um like whatever goop was talking about like where do i go well, like your your body lotion. Like, do you buy commercial body lotions? No, I just have shea butter, and I don't even yeah. know what anyone else is actually using in this earth besides shea butter. Yeah, exactly. So that's a piece of what knowledge that you using? have. But there are pe- there are people listening to this right now that are using commercial lotions. What are you, you guys? What are you honestly putting on your bodies? No, and this is not to be like an asshole, but like when I really got into shea butter, yes. I what else? Do you like? I look Preach. back and I'm like, what was I using? A watered down like, what was I using? Jergens? What? Like, what the hell? Exactly. It's just it's it's non-comparable in terms of like the actual hydration of your skin, and also whipped shea butter is very easy to make. Like you were giving me shit for like you're like you're melting stuff and you're brewing and you're stirring, but all you have to do is like <laughs> melt shea butter. Like if you get like unrefined shea butter, I order it on Amazon. I add the oils that I want. I melt it down and then I just use like an electric mixer and I whip it all up as some essential oils. It's like and you can make three months worth Mm. it's like not that but you can also just use raw shea butter Mm. or raw coconut oil like you don't even have to make it into a concoction but I feel like your skin's your largest organ so if you're slathering something on your body every single day that's toxic I feel like I was just putting water on my body as lotion before before shea butter yeah it's like kind of a joke it's a joke yeah I think the industry is getting more like um aware that natural beauty is kind of what consumers want Mm -hmm. but it's kind of it introduces a paradox for them because how can you sell things if they're truly natural you have to add some (laughs) chemicals into you know yeah that's kind of the manufacture it somehow yeah that's why i want to make blue apron for natural beauty Mm. but like that's a whole other business idea you better edit that out before somebody steals i know i know (laughs) i know i really need to or like keep it in in, unless in case you're an investor and you want to like help me out hook us up um, okay, the only the only other thing I had as like a trend that I really love is braids. I just got these. I I was wearing my hair out for six months doing the afro thing. Mm-hmm. Six months of twisting nightly and sore arms, <laughs> and now I'm just like out here with my braids. Have you seen Black Panther? Yeah. Thoughts. Don't be controversial right now because I love you. And oh, if you well, have, then I loved it. What you didn't love it? <gasps> Rachel, no, okay, you didn't I love sound, it? <clears throat> you didn't love it? Oh my God, this is no, really upsetting. Okay, here's the thing. This is really upsetting. No, 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 it was great. I feel like I have to say that. I honestly, my hands are tied behind my back because for all intents and purposes, it was great. I'm in a group chat right now. Everyone was talking about to go, talking about going to see it. I said, I saw it last night. It was a bit disappointing. That's all I said. I saw it last night, a bit disappointing. They dragged me in the group chat. They're like, here she goes. And I'm like, no, see, so now I'm scared to say anything. So now no, I just no, no, say no, I tell me. It's it. a safe space. It's a safe space. Seriously. What, what was like, disappointing? No, I, really, I do want to hear. I no, it's honestly, it's great. It's amazing. Like, it, that's a that's a huge milestone. Of course. You know, it's like, what, $200 million film, like, major motion picture. I think it made all $700 million. Like, it's retarded. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the box office blew up. Like, there's really nothing to criticize because yeah. in the larger scheme of things, I truly understand what I did for young children and black cinema. And, like, it matters a lot. So, in that sense, it's almost like in a way like criticizing your parent it's like no they didn't make like i can't like who am i to judge you yeah. know what i mean like yeah, yeah, but yeah. i just thought it was super corny that's all you thought it was corny i've seen better superhero movies better marvel movies in really? my opinion so like forget the fact that it was a black film which obviously i'm gonna like praise yeah but like 
I've seen better movies, black or not. Well, I will tell you what I did think. I thought that Black Panther, like himself, was the most boring part of the movie. Like every like Killmonger, I was like carried that. Yeah, his little sister Shuri, I was like she can we can just focus on her she's like, so cool and i loved her i fell in love with her when i saw her in black mirror she's um, so cool but like the women carried that film yeah pita and angela like the men i just i also didn't like how they made them so like 2018 attractive it's like they're in wakanda this like futuristic african society but they also have like a beard and a fade it's like come on you may as well wear jordans <laughs> at it. you know what i mean like what like the women's hair was so explorative and futuristic I'm and the guys were like beard and a fade it's like you're come on like it was kind of like ugh, we, i don't know i'm being an asshole but you I'm didn't just, like killmonger i loved him uh, i mean i didn't love him he was like a horrible person but like i mean michael b jordan is, i didn't so like I'm, you know i'm african so like the african the fake african accents were annoying to me it's just like right right your family's from kenya like why do why am I like forgetting that right now? So, so it's kind of just like, so, okay. uh, like, oh, you come to our village. It's just like, ugh, like, I get it. Like Lupita pulling it off works. Like, you know, it's just some well, of she, the... She's Kenyan, right? I mean, she grew yeah, up in Mexico, but like... She's Kenyan. So, and Chadwick Boseman's from like South Carolina or something. But you also have to understand, I'm just a highly critical person. So this isn't to say that I didn't like like the movie. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just that like I, my personality... You. Yeah, I'm me annoyingly enough. And I'm just going to be like, oh, I, I wished... Because I also didn't know enough about it before I went in to go see it. Mm-hmm. So it was actually you know a fault of my own i just was expecting something different but like yeah. i've seen better marvel movies where i was like i loved this and i loved the avengers or whatever and i was like oh this is just i don't like the avengers but i thought it was corny okay like what are those i was like oh who wrote funny i guess they threw us like, they threw a little reference in a little internet reference okay yeah see but it was i mean do you think that what do you think it means in terms of like making Africanness cool it's really important right it's really important because it's growing really up, important. was it cool that you were African? I mean, I don't know what other people were thinking, to be honest. Yeah. I try not to worry about, like, what other people think really is in my... I don't know if it was cool to... I don't... I, don't, I really don't know. Yeah. But um, it's really important. So that's, like... I, that's why I really feel like an asshole truly even criticizing the movie, because <laughs> what they fine. did... But it's fine. We should be able to criticize black art. It's not like we have to be, like, a monolith honestly, and all of it. what they accomplished trumps my criticism, no matter yeah. what it was. Yeah. It really does. It's like... Yeah you know like it's really important because we've never seen that we've yeah. never seen that for the like I walked who, I walked into that movie feeling so good like you know it's really important because we've never seen that of ourselves and we weren't we weren't you know sinister and cool which is what yeah. we're normally portrayed as black people it's like oh the black girl's sassy and the black guy yeah. is like yeah. intimidating it's like we were just like real people in a normal yeah. community yeah. who actually are considered like superior and elevated that never happens and it's rooted in Africa it's like that was important for yeah. young people to see you know that's yeah. so important yeah. people cannot fathom how important it is to see something to be able to to imagine it and also just like how rich african culture is right like that they kind of represented all these different like tribal cultures within like those big group scenes and they had different people from the community there it's like africa's just this huge continent and it just kind of gets painted with this broad stroke usually mm-hmm. and it was nice to see all these different things represented and also there's been such a history of separating african-american from Africa yes and to marry them by this casting and by the setting it's important because for so long you know black Americans feel so disconnected from that because black America that we're orphans we're not really supposed to yeah be I mean it's like the killmonger yeah. thing it's like there's no real it's like home. a forgotten person yeah so like we consider America our home but and I mean luckily for me I'm African so I have a sense of where I'm from but like you know the community we're orphans we're not really mm-hmm. from here and mm-hmm. we don't we're living in another person's world and another man's ideas and 
And so it is kind of confusing. And so there's like a lot of resentment that's been created between African Americans in Africa or like calling people booty scratchers or like, you know what I mean? Making fun of the names. There's been such a disconnect. And it's nice to marry the two Mm -hmm. because it's important that they're not seen as so different. It's like, absolutely. It's like a forgotten brother, like a distant family member, right? Like, no, exactly. I mean, I've, reading the book um, Americana kind of opened me up to the fact that I didn't know that Africans were so critical of African Americans. Very. Oh I didn't talk to my grandmother. She's, I didn't know how much they looked down on African Americans because it's like, why aren't you like, cause I know that African culture really values education mm-hmm. and like self-presentation and like being respectable. It's almost kind of like an English sensibility. I find both, though. If you're coming from a bourgeois African family, then yeah. Mm-hmm. But I find both happens. Because I've met a lot of Africans that romanticize the black American experience. Mm. And they want, they're like, young money record. You know, they're like, they really <laughs> just, they want to be a part of the culture. And then I also meet, like, you know, European black people who, everyone romanticizes black Af- American culture. Like, it's yeah. happening globally, you know. Yeah. And so it's kind of both. It's like, I don't know. But it's also irrational because we're all actually fighting the same issues globally i don't care if you're living in the caribbean in africa in america going back a bit to the n-word discussion i know that you called out um some pretty influential people in fashion for using that term oh yeah on instagram when was this set the scene what was the context it was an instagram story moment but you got the screenshot so it was like what january yeah it was like around like the couture shows or something Yeah, yeah yeah whatever two russians who don't really understand black culture which is like most people but okay what's the woman's name mira mm-hmm. mira duma mm-hmm. she's like extremely influential she's like is now in the tech startup space but she's been in the industry and around american culture for a long time she's mm-hmm. like been covered in every major magazine like she's not she's not like a random russian woman she's not but it really has not the my here's my point of view it really has nothing to do with that at the end of the day most americans don't know much about black culture black history do you know what i'm saying they don't really they don't know enough about us to know that that's something that would trigger us okay well explain what she said explain what she wrote on her instagram story she wrote um well really she posted a note that someone sent to her and it said what did it say to my niggas in paris or something yeah whatever it's not even like to me it's not even honestly that big of a deal um it is problematic for all the obvious reasons yeah but it's like if we're gonna get mad at them we have to get mad at everybody you know because there's so many people who don't really understand black culture and that's like i just wrote a well i don't know if they're gonna publish it but (laughs) um i pitched I didn't even pitch it. They came to me. Whatever. Um, but I wrote something for the cover chore, and I don't know if they'll air it, but I mean, it, publish it. But um, it might be a little too intellectual. But um, basically, what I was talking about was that it's not really the word that they said that's the problem. And it's not really diversity and inclusion and all that stuff. Because, like, for example, if you use that H&M campaign, that boy, that with the monkey. Oh, uh, the coolest monkey in the jungle. Like, that, so think about it. Like, it's not, it wasn't any lack of diversity. It wasn't any lack of representation. No. So what was it that caused the outcry? It's the context that it's people It's the context, and how could you be so clueless? Exactly. How yeah. could you be so clueless right. to not see how that would trigger a community of people unless you don't have any frame of reference? And there are no black people in the room. Because that's the other thing. It's like, so no black people looked at this? 
But even white people, that's the other but, thing. But it's that's like, the thing. White people don't have a frame of reference, a context to what we've been through to know enough to know why that would trigger the community. Okay, Do you fair. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. when she's writing niggas and posting it, she's clearly posting it shamelessly because she doesn't, she literally doesn't know that that's going to trigger a community. It's almost so harmless and innocent. That's what makes it so sad because right, they truly right. didn't do it it's to like, start yeah. a riot. You know, right. I don't think that they're like these bigots. I think right, that they right, just right. are clueless. It but truly shows like true naivete true truly just being ignorant and not even in an offensive way just like not knowing and that's what's scary because there's so many people in our country alone that don't know anything about us they really truly don't they don't know the cultural context well then how do you how do you put into context the popularity of shows like atlanta and insecure that like atlanta is like a top show and the majority of people that watch that show are white I don't know. I think people are really intrigued by black culture. Right. You know, that doesn't necessarily mean they understand it, especially because it's so nuanced. There's so many subtleties and and layered complexities to the culture that unless you've really studied it, unless, fuck studying it, unless you really know people or or you've lived it or lived it, you're not going to know these like red flags. And you know what I mean? So like um, the niggas thing is like, you know, for me like again it's like a tongue-in-cheek item it's still the top seller it's the number one thing that we move product of and to my knowledge i don't know that anyone white or like non-black has ever bought it but even if they did i still don't care i don't if care like they want to take that risk yeah like that's on you it's you on if you want to like, if you want to walk down the street right, with that shirt if you have the balls to do it pay me my money and take your chances like i don't know that's on you like who knows what kind of feedback you're gonna get but. well i'm so excited after this i'm gonna like go on your site and can you like help me order all the right sweatpants so i can get into like my yeah. this new this new sweatpants era of my life yes <laughs> and we should take a class oh yeah oh my gosh i don't want to take ballet class next to you i've seen your skills no, please i'm like well actually the classes that i take are like for people who danced before i take like advanced beginner classes i think i know where you take class i won't say it on on the mic but is yeah. it no. Oh. Okay. No, I'm scared of them. <laughs> I've taken dance classes there. Really? And I survived. I don't really, I don't go there. But I have a few places that I like to go. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss off air. Okay. Um, okay. Last question. So I've already asked you when you feel the most beautiful. And your answer last time was like when you were in love. Mm-hmm. But since we've talked, like even in the last six months, can you recall a time that you felt like I look really good? I feel really good. Like, you know, you have those moments where you're like, I'm really like, I'm yeah, killing it right now. they're probably documented on my Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Can you, can you, can you share the, the behind the scenes story of one of those moments? Um, like when I physically looked good? Like when I was yeah. like, I physically look good? Or that you just felt good? Um, well, those are two different things. Because when I actually feel good in my soul, it doesn't really have as much to do with what I look like. It feels more, it's more about like my energy or what I'm mm-hmm. mentally, where I'm mentally at. But when I looked good? I don't know. When I posted that picture at the Mercer Hotel of me like naked in my hotel room. Oh, that was that was a flex. Yeah. That was, was like, like you were like so so what when you're like having that moment and you see your reflection and you're like this needs to be, is it just like this needs to be shared with the world cuz it's I'm like I look cute. I want to take a picture. Yeah. It's like selfish to keep it to yourself. You're like I should share this. Yeah. Like But see this is the thing like the thing about the way I use it is like on my Instagram it's like I don't do it all the time because I'm yeah. not one of those girls that's like so thirsty for like yeah 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 it's every now and then and you'll have you'll have the whole timeline shook yeah it's like every once in a while it's like just don't forget you know I'm not trying to remind you every day but it's like don't forget visitors are out here this is what's happening underneath everything this is what's going on like I'm wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt today but like don't forget if you catch me in the summertime it's I'm ready 
Amazing. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait for your podcast. (gasps) You have to come on. I'm really excited. I'm kind of scared of myself, but I'm really excited. I mean, that's what's going to make it amazing. And once it comes out, we'll definitely like, we'll have you back again. You're like my, you and Carolyn are the only two people I've had on the podcast twice. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because usually I I talk to people and I'm like, okay, like I've got your story. There's nothing more. But like, you're just like endlessly fascinating yeah i can't wait to turn the tables on you and ask you questions and make you describe stuff oh god asking Um, questions is much more fun for me really yeah okay well get ready all right well cheers thank you so much thank you everyone for listening naked beauty my favorite place yes all right What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.